Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Um, if I sound a little different, it's because I'm on a different computer and a different recording system. I'm actually recording this from Belgium, so we've been feeling a little international today, Amy, aren't we? Yes, it's very exciting. I know. Um, but we really wanted to record this episode in particular um, about super fans and street teams, and we'll break it all down for you in this um, in this podcast. But before we get started, I just want to remind you, listeners, please, we love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. We got our first review on um, Audible, so I was very excited about that. And we really appreciate all your feedback and your show ideas. And our contact details are in the show notes. So today we're talking about super fans, but I think that it's worth mentioning that super fans and street teams are terms that are often used interchangeably. So you'll hear those kind of bandied around a lot, um, but they really do belong in two different buckets. Do you want to expand on that a little bit more, Amy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, there can be some overlap, but not every fan is going to be both things for you, which is okay. Um, I think the rolling theme through all of this should just be, you need to be prepared to be flexible, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, any support you can get, but super fans are the people who will read all your books. I mean, this is what I think of when I think of a super fan, at least, you know, they're into all your books, you know, they're going to buy new releases. They, they probably follow you on social media if they're on social media. Um, they are probably telling their closest friends about you and things like that. But I consider the street team like a step up. So those can be super fans too, but those are people that are a step up from that even. And the street team, what really makes them different is they will, they actually get involved in helping you promote your book. So just a couple examples that that come to mind. These are people that are consistently liking and commenting and sharing even your social media mm-hmm. content. So that next level engagement, um, they are obviously the people that are posting reviews and recommendations for your books on retail sites, but also on their own accounts. So they're they're actively posting content on their own um on their own social media about your books and about their reading habits and things like that. And, and like, again, they are posting reviews every single time. And most of the time your street team is, they are the ones that are engaging with you right away after a release as well. So while super fans realistically are probably going to review all their books, the timeline for when they'll, they'll do that is not as strict. Whereas a street team are the people that help you get those reviews posted in a really short amount of time after the book comes out to really give you that boost. Right. Exactly. And I think, and that's exactly right. And both are important. And the reason that I want to, that that we really wanted to make sure that we separate them on the call is because we don't want, for, for reasons that we will detail later in this, in this podcast, we don't want you to lose any reader fans. So one of the two buckets that they go in fits pretty much every reader. I mean, you're going to get some maybe casual readers who don't want to read your second and third book and, you know, and, and everybody has those, but for the most part, your readers are going to fall into those two buckets. Um, But your street team, as Amy mentioned, is an exclusive group that does work on your behalf. um, And we'll talk about, um, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that more in a minute, but some years ago, and the reason that I, I, and, you know, the term street team has been out there for a while, but Um, A number of years ago, I read a book that cited the following statistic. 
you only need 1,000 super fans to hit the New York Times bestseller, right? Um, and this statistic is really stunning. And I would probably say, I mean, he used the term super fans. I would probably say street team. Um, because if you think about the definition of somebody who is really an avid fan and as Amy pointed out, essentially helping you promote your book, that 1000 street team number makes a lot of sense. And let me give you an example. I have two ringtones on my phone. One is the theme from the X-Files and the other, the other one is an ABBA song. (laughs) Very on brand. (laughs) Very on brand, right? Yeah. So, and I know I, I sound like a total nerd, but my my point being with this is that there's a reason that the X-Files, after 20 years of being off the air, had a movie. And by the same token that ABBA released their first album in 40 plus years. And it's because of this really aggressive fan base, fans that are so dedicated to an artist, show or author who really helped to carry that mess that that message. Um, and does that make sense, Amy? Absolutely. I mean, your super fans are, I, I like to think of them as the already converted, right? You know, yeah. and this is what all authors want. They want those people that they know will come back for each release. These are, these are your easygoing. You can count on these people. Essentially, if you just keep being you and staying true to the brand that you've developed and you keep producing content, they will have your back. You know, their loyalty is what lets you focus on writing your next book, you know, like having that support system and that structure in place with those fans that you know will come back every time for you. Right, exactly. And we've cited this author before, um, uh, Iona Andrews, I, I, Ilana Andrews. I always have such a hard, I stumble over her first name. Um, but she is really an example of somebody who has used her bucket of, of st- her street team members and her super fans uh, and and she has really really managed them. She launched a book. I want to say it was last year, and within forty eight hours of her book going live, she had four thousand ratings and reviews. And I want to be really clear that it's ratings and reviews because Amazon started that last year um, that you can do do both of it. That is, this was likely a combination of super fans and street teams, but it's worth mentioning that. I think her street team probably had a lot more uh, to do with that many reviews because I doubt very seriously if she has 4,000 members in, in, you know, either her street team or her super fans, she could have that many men. Cause I think she's a very, very savvy marketer, but I think her street team had a lot to do with that. This, this number hitting so quickly after the book launched. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is, that is, a strategy. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want anybody listening, thinking like, Oh, well, I should do that for my next book. Like that is freaking hard to do. Okay. Right. right. She put in the work and not just with the writing, but with how she has developed this group of dedicated fans as well. Like this is not a field of dream situation. Like she puts in the work with these individuals, I guarantee you in it. And she, or she has a small team also, but that, keeps track of deadlines and stays in touch with people. We'll get into more of that, but I just want everybody to know that's not just something like, don't put that on your short list. Oh, for my next release, I want 4,000 ratings and reviews in the first 48 hours. Right. You can get 
you could get there someday, but there is a process to getting to that point. But these are all super fans. But again, you know, as Penny said, your street team plays a huge role in helping you stay on track with, with your marketing plan. Like you can kind of think of it that way too. Your super fans. Yes, they're all super fans, but people that fall into the street team category are actually strategically helping you with your marketing as well. So they're there to help you do some of the legwork. So Penny, should we start talking about logistics? Cause I'm sure everybody at this point is like, just tell me how to do it already. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, again, we just, we wanted to kind of lead off with, you know, dividing them up, but I think that, right. you know, you want to, um, there are four major parts to developing a street team, right? So deciding what you want your street team to do specifically, deciding how you want to reward them for your support, because it is a give and take, recruiting them and managing them. So becoming part of your street team involves benefits to you and to the reader, right? A free book could be one of those benefits in exchange for a review. So it's a good idea to come up with your street team benefits, but also specifically what you want them to do. And Amy is so much the brains behind this. So I want to turn this over to her because she and I, you know, for the street team program that we do for our clients, um, we, we, she really brainstormed a lot of the, those sort of micro pieces that I'm very much a 30,000 foot view person. That's very kind, Penny. That's a really nice way. (laughs) (laughs) A nice way of saying I'm disorganized, isn't it? Oh, I was going to say her a nice way of saying like, Amy is really type A and like, <laughs> like she doesn't sleep well if we don't have structure, which is also true. So it's like, I accept that, <laughs> but I do love brainstorming the logistics of something like, and that is very true. And that is one of the reasons why I think we work together so well, Penny, you know, cause there yeah. has to be, there has to be ideas and logistics and they all have to come together for something to work. But so a few examples of what you might need or what you might be asking them to do would be post their book review and a recommendation to their own social media accounts. We kind of touched on this at the beginning and obviously tagging you. Um, Everything, that's one thing that's going to be the most important theme here is like Penny said, it has to be a give and take. Everything has to be a give and take. There has to be a win for you and a win for your street team. So always keep that in mind because it's easy to get into this cycle of thinking of all this free stuff you have to give them, but then forgetting that you need to get things in return and vice versa. You don't want it to be just like, you need to do all of this for me and I'll send you a free book if I have time. Like, <laughs> right, right. So, and then again, like we said, your street team is strategic. So reviewing on Amazon, give them a deadline. Say the first 10 days, the book is released. Obviously, as you know, as Penny mentioned, this would require giving them an early copy, but this is all part of the logistics of figuring out how they can best help you. And then also, you know, rating and reviewing on Goodreads. That's another important spot where you want to have your book well represented. And and it's these kind of when you go, okay, these are the places that are most important where I need to be represented well, that kind of gives you a nice start in determining where you can get help from your street team. Right. Exactly. And I think it's a good time, a good time to mention or to just sort of insert a terminology that a lot of you probably heard of, because many of you listening may have ARC readers or ARC teams. And if you're not familiar with that, these are teams, uh, ARC stands for Advanced Review Copy, who read the author's book in advance typically and review the book. But the problem, and and the only reason I mention this, because I've taught a bunch of classes and a lot of times the hands go up saying, well, I have an ARC team and and they're not reviewing, you know, they're not reviewing the book or or they're not really engaged or whatever. Um, 
so your street team is similar to your arc team, but they need to follow through. And that's part of the mutual agreement. And and as we get further into this podcast, I think it's close to the end of the show. We're going to talk a little bit more just about, you know, when you have people, if you already have an existing arc team and maybe only 20% of them read and review the book, how do you let the other 80% know that they, you know, that you're converting everything to a street team and, you didn't win the prize. You're not going to be on. And there's, there are nice ways to say it. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about that, but this is a mutual agreement between you and your street team person um, that they, you know, a review is one of the most important things that you can get from a reader. And, you know, it's important for them to follow the rules and we'll expand on that because we love rules. Don't we, Amy? Well, I do. (laughs) (laughs) You make a very good point. Your street team's efforts, like you said, the classes that you've taught, this should not be a guessing game. Right. You know, that's that's also why, though, you need to have a good reward and benefit system in place for them as well. Um, This needs to be a very clear, open conversation. So beyond early copies of each release, it can also be bonus content. Um, We love cutting room floor content, access to early drafts, you know, a couple chapters that maybe changed quite a bit. Getting that kind of behind the scenes look is something that a lot of readers have never experienced before. And it's such a cool opportunity. Um, You can also help them name some secondary characters or choose the dog breed that'll make a cameo. Yes. Get creative with, and because the more you can make them feel like an integral part of your brand and your process, that is how you kind of secure that loyalty that really encourages people to follow through on deadlines and follow those rules you have in place for being on your team. Like this is again, where the give and take, you know, make it worth their while. And, you know, most of them will reward you in kind. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's something that I think is also worth mentioning that, um, people, readers really love to become part of the process. They really love, you know, getting a character named after them or, you know, I, we had an author who did, who included recipes in her book, which actually took place in a, in a family restaurant, um, and that, that readers had submitted and they really, really loved being part, you know, readers really love being part of that process. So the more that you can, um, the more that you can involve them, as Amy pointed out, the better. And I think that, you know, um, you can, you know, I think that you can, um, add to this as you become more accustomed to working with your street team, you could hold off on adding private online events until you've gotten your sea legs a little bit. Um, and you learn more about what they're interested in, because one of the things that I don't think that we mentioned, Amy, in our notes is that is worth mentioning here is some of your ideas may bomb, right? Some of the things that you suggest aren't always going to resonate with your street team people. And, that, and so you, <laughs> right? you yeah, and and that. <laughs> we have done that with my, we found that out with my books that some people they're just like, eh, you know, so you just have to kind of, um, you have to go with the flow and change, you know, keep changing it up, but let's move on to recruiting because there are a few different ways to start this. Um, but you do want to be smart and strategic and use what you have access to. Right, Amy? Right. I think most authors have some type of list, even if it's small. Um, I think nowadays it's, it's fewer and far between Penny. I think that we talk to an author that doesn't have any kind of list going, 
Um, that is one thing that's very exciting about being in this business is that just kind of watching what the base knowledge, how that grows from year to year for even debut authors. It's really exciting. And, you know, another thing, you might have a handful of social media followers who consistently engage with you, you know, even if it's just five or six people, but you do notice that, okay, I do have a few people that are like always like my stuff or that comment on occasion. So use what you have. And I think quality over quantity will serve you better for, to get this off the ground. You know, these are the kind of people you want to start recruiting kind of the low hanging fruit, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. So using your existing list, um, using your existing list, create your street team profile, the one that outlines what you want from them, plus what they'll definitely get in return, as Amy mentioned, and then invite them to participate. And if your entire newsletter list signs up to be part of your street team, then you're going to have to weed out that list. And I think that's one of the hardest things for authors to do is to weed out a list and finding a really productive and diplomatic way to tell readers that they didn't make the cut. One way to do this is to mention that you've limited your membership into your street, into your street team. And then you can, you know, tell them that they're still on your super fans list. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's a high quality problem to have, right. That you have a lot of people that want to get involved and help you out, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of letting those not chosen, you know, letting them know, like you said, Penny, we have a limited amount of spots, but you're going to keep them on the list for the future because you don't want to lose that connection with somebody who's that interested and excited about being involved, you know? So yeah. in like, like we've mentioned a couple of times, you have to be ready to kind of roll with the punches. And there's a very good chance that some of the people that you choose for round one won't work out, you know, and that's okay. They're excited. Maybe they're busier than they think they are, or maybe they're just not great with deadlines, (laughs) but you have to be prepared to let people kind of come and go and roll with that, knowing, you know, just keeping a focus on what's best for the team overall. And that's just keeping a dedicated group. You know, even if you wanted 10, maybe your dedicated group to kick it off ends up being five and that's okay. Like don't get hung up on, on these um, expectations for what it has to be, if that makes sense. It, it's it's a lot better to focus on creating the best environment and the best version of whatever size group you're able to work with and pull together. Right, exactly. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, why it's good to have at least initially to keep your street team members low because you are going to be spending some time with them, engaging with them. Um, and it's important to engage with engage with all of your fans. Um, so just because, you know, they're not part of your street team doesn't mean they never hear from you, but your street team really requires a next level engagement. Um, so having a separate street team newsletter, check in with them once a month, um, even just something short and sweet reminds them what you've got coming up, what they've agreed to, what their perks are, upcoming deadlines, special announcements. And this is a good place to stop and say, it's really good to plot these out. 90 days in advance. So, you know, here's your 90 day, here's a 90 day list of what's coming up and what your deadlines are, because you don't want to email your street team on Monday and say, Hey, tomorrow I need you blah, blah, do all the stuff because people usually, because you, you're going to start annoying people. So, you know, create a block, create like a three month calendar of things that you want them to do, right? Or of things that you have coming up. And in terms of what you, because we we didn't address that either. And I apologize, because I know I outlined the notes for this call. Um, one of the things that is important to mention here too, is what you want your street team people to do. And it could be just 
reviewing on Amazon, reviewing on Goodreads. If you say, that's really all that I have the bandwidth for right now, that's fine. But you may want to find street team members who have active Facebook profiles or Instagram profiles, or maybe they're even part of a reading group locally or something like that. And that's where what we talked about a few minutes ago, that's where the, you know, um, that's where the weeding out kind of comes in. Um, but putting, keeping the street team in a separate newsletter so that you can communicate with them separately. You might want to also invite them to an exclusive street team Facebook group. Um, I like newsletters because, you know, generally people see newsletters all the time and you may not always catch your Facebook feed. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, again, thinking about back to Amy's examples of letting them help choose a character name, a dog breed, giving them plotting out three months ahead of time gives you the opportunity, especially in between releases when you feel like, well, I don't really know what to say. It it gives you the opportunity to brainstorm things that they can do each month to keep them connected to you. Right. Exactly. That's an excellent point. And, you know, and now this is perfect. We're getting into the management part of this Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's where smart planning, like Penny said, three months in advance, that really helps, you know, clear rules, Mm -hmm. clear benefits and perks. And for you, you know, have a simple outline that you, that outlines how you'll communicate with them, how often, you know, establish a fair turnaround time and deadlines for them to do their part. Um, and, figure out what works for you in regards, you know, we already mentioned, how are you going to deal with someone who isn't keeping up their end of the deal? Because it will happen. The more you plot out in advance, and this isn't actually, it might sound like a lot of work, but believe it or not, it's worth it. Because once you start getting your head in this, you're going to start, I guarantee you're going to have opinions on all these things. So it's, it's actually, it starts flowing out pretty quickly and it'll save you a lot of time and stress and energy. And this can actually turn into something that you have a lot of fun with if you have it mapped out in advance and and you know what the rules are and and you reduce the number of wrenches that get thrown at you along the way. Yeah, no, I think that's that's definitely a very good, um, that's a very good point. I mean, you want to give yourself the flexibility to make mistakes, um, but plan out in advance, you know, and, and be willing to kind of, you know, roll with the punches a little bit. Um, but the other piece of this too, is that, um, you, you're giving your street team some great goodies, presumably, you know, something more than a free book, maybe access to cutting room floor stuff, as Amy mentioned. So you really do want to keep them working for you. Right. If deadlines are missed or they don't do all the things they've agreed to do, you have to have a fair and easy way to get them off the team and introduce someone else who didn't get chosen initially. So that's Mm -hmm. why, again, this is all part of your brand. And and you said this earlier, Penny, that, that you have to engage with all of these people, you know, just because you have a street team doesn't mean like, okay, this is my sole focus. Your other fans, your super fans still need to hear from you and things like that as well. But honestly, again, that all works to your benefit because these super fans are going to be your ongoing kind of pool of potential street team members that you mm-hmm. can enlist. So it really, again, this is where I, I know my, my structure keeps like shining through like a beacon here, but it's like, but truly the more you have outlined and the more that they understand going in, I think realistically, uh, the better experience it'll be for everybody too, because I think that's one thing that we've struggled with Penny is that, and that we figured out is that 
the simpler you can make things, the better, right? Like people want to get involved. They want to help. They have good intentions. But once you start introducing, you know, multi-step processes and things like that, it really gets hard for people to to do their part. So that's that's another reason why planning and kind of brainstorming really helps. And we've learned that after some trial and error as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I mean, and, and, and again, back to the conversation that is not always easy for authors to have when, you know, you are managing your street team, which is again, part of the reason why having a smaller number is perhaps better to start with, because keep in mind too, that one street team member can reach five, 10, or 15 other people. So just because you have five people in your street team doesn't mean that you're failing somewhere. It just means that you're starting with something that you can manage. As I mentioned earlier, get your sea legs and then get out there. Because the other piece of it is that you're also going to have to tell people, and this always happens, um, that they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And one author that I know gently... just tells, you know, tells her street team, if she has a street team person who missed a deadline, she says, you missed a deadline. And, you know, she'll say, you know, I understand that you're just too busy. So we're going to keep you, we're going to put you back on our super fan list so that someone who really wanted to be on the street team can join. And then when they have more time, by all means, email me, you know, she asked them to email her and she'll prioritize getting them back on the street team list. But it's just a gentle way of saying, I understand you have a lot going on. So I don't want to pressure you to say, it's Wednesday. Have you done it yet? It's Thursday. Have you done it yet? It's Friday. Have you done it yet? Because that's not fun. That's not that that is not a fun experience. You're a street team member. But it just gives them, you know, the opportunity to say, oh yeah, and I'll come back later and do this. Absolutely. I think that's perfect. You don't want to you don't want to babysit people because that just will add stress to your plate. You know, so the rules are for your street team members, but the rules are also to help you. Honestly, (laughs) if you set up rules in advance that you, that you can follow as well, it'll keep this experience better for you. And honestly, the more you own this and the more confident you are in how you manage your street team, I, I swear the better response you'll get from those involved because they'll take you and the opportunity that much more seriously if you're organized and if you're consistent and you stick to what you say you're going to do and you keep the group really fun and productive and you don't want that weighed down, you know, by by people that d- just don't have time, you know, good intentions, but just don't have time. Right, exactly. And I think that, you know, finally, I think it's worth mentioning if you are a multi-book author or if you are in your first book and you know you're going to be a multi-book author, we get this question all the time. When should we start working on our street team? And I would say start from day one because it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to, unfortunately, you're not going to be that 4,000 reviews in 48 hours overnight. It's going to happen incrementally. So starting sooner rather than later is really the best way. And I teach tons of classes on super fans and street teams. And I love teaching these classes. And that is a question that I get a lot is when should I start? And we also have a whole, we have a whole program that we offer um, through our company around street teams and a branding call because it is that important. And it really is a next level thing. And your fans 
you know, there was a statistic out a number of years ago, a few years ago, 95% of books are sold word of mouth. And that means that fans, readers telling readers about books, and that's where your street team and your super fans come in. And I want to thank you again for listening and for tuning in and for your reviews. We love reviews wherever you listen to um, wherever you listen to your to your podcast and your show ideas. In fact, the super fans was uh, a show idea from a fan. So thank you for that. I know. Isn't that exciting? I love that. So keep them coming, everybody. Even Absolutely. if you're even if it's a really simple question, like nothing is too simple. Believe me, Penny and I can find ways to talk about the simplest of things. <laughs> as you probably if you've listened to the show, as you probably already know. Right. It is um, not us to find things to talk about or find ways to talk about stuff so so send the ideas our way we would love it we absolutely love it this is penny santaveri and amy cornell and this is the book marketing tips and author success podcast thank you again for tuning in bye-bye